The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Look at them right here on the Media Match. Everybody on their phones because these are information addicts. They are getting you the latest on the Dallas Cowboys as they get ready to face the Cincinnati Bengals at Jerry World on Sunday. Nui Scruggs, this is the Media Match. we got John Machota from The Athletic, Nick Eatman of DallasCowboys.com, Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Another day in the media locker room. So, gentlemen, I did not get a chance to get down there today. So, Cooper Rush spoke to the media. Nick, what do you say? Well, to say he's even kill is pretty uh, um, understatement. Understatement, yeah. He's you know the guy that's going to be barking out the signals in front of ninety thousand people there, uh, but that's what he is. You know, he's 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 not going to be too high ever. Uh, I don't think he's too low, and 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 you know he's <laughs> you know he's he's. I think I thought what he said was interesting is he's going to pretty much do what he did last year and. He's got talent around him, especially on the defensive side, and you, you got to play sound football and let the defense go win the game. I mean, that's that's what happened last year, and that's what I think he's expecting to happen again in this game. It's Troy, man. You talk about talking to people. That's what Troy. Troy gave you nothing. Oh, I thought you meant like play sound football and you can't go in the game. Sorry. Um, a, a cliche. Okay, so yeah. a Troy cliche. Troy giving you nothing. You walk away from that like, okay, we got the quarterback. Now I need to go get something that I can use, but you got the quarterback. Romo was, was the same way. Romo would at least crack a joke or something. You know, Todd Archer had, had a way of getting a little little something out of Romo, but stop it, Clarence. Stop looking like that, Clarence. John Matilda, say something positive. I want to hear from Clarence this year. You made his caddy? Um, I, the only thing I will you say, though, Romo's about caddy? Okay, so I, the Troy Aiken thing. John, go ahead, John. I've, I've caddied for Romo. Obvi- so. Obviously, I, Rom- go ahead. obviously I've never, I never covered Troy, but I've seen some of the video <laughs> of Troy being pretty fiery on the sidelines. And I know it can be different because you're the franchise quarterback. The thing about Cooper is I never, you know, okay, after they won the game in Minnesota, you know, you obviously saw how excited he was, but even that was kind of not like you would expect out of him. It doesn't matter if he throws an interception or a touchdown or he's in the locker room talking to us or uh, out on the practice field. Like he never seems like anything really phases him. And that, I mean, that can be a good thing. I just think that every team needs kind of a vocal leader type at somewhere on the team and that clearly is Dak Prescott so I'm interested to see who kind of steps up because you're going to need Cooper Rush for more than one game who's going to kind of step up and kind of be the leader of that group it's probably should be Ezekiel Elliott I think that because of you know he's got the most skins on the wall okay. uh, maybe C.D. Lamb um, but I'm interested to see who kind of steps up in that role uh, because I do think that the game plan is going to be very similar to the Minnesota game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of chances early on, and I think Ooh. that uh, they're going to try and keep it close, Ooh. and then maybe the, maybe he'll try and, and, and take some shots in the second half, but I don't think that he's going to be just slinging it all over the park. I really don't. Slinging like Ben DiNucci. Slinging Ben. Smile, Matilda. Smile. I, I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear your smirking, information. Jump smirking, in. Yeah, smirking. what's your information? Yeah, what, what's your you know, exclusive, exclusive, man? You know, you know, it's funny because you, we're talking about his laid back demeanor, and, and and we were talking CD Lamb in the locker room, and and we brought up. I'm getting the CD in a minute, so Cooper Rush, <laughs> can we stay on point? You'd be a te- you'd be a terrible lawyer. We, Turn your phone we, off. We, we, we were talking. Silent, we were talking about like talking like to CD Lamb. We were talking about Antonio Bryant. You know why they were leaving him out the '88 club. First of all, C didn't even know Antonio Bryant wore 88. 
did not even know. Why, why would he know? Why yeah, would he? Yeah, I don't. Why okay. would he know? The, so people just have forgotten. Yes, they have. Antonio Brown. But the, but I was talking to him about it. You know, Put we were talking about. Off. Put your phone on. We side, were talking man. about. Uh, I'm sorry. Amateur hour. Quarterbacks in demeanor, and I told him the great Antonio Brown quote about Dak Prescott. I'm not Brad, about uh, Quincy Carter, and it was that one of the crazy examples of of uh, Quincy Carter and certainly Antonio Bryant. We asked him about Quincy Carter. He said, "Being playing quarterback is like being on cocaine. When you're high, you're high. When you're low, you're low." Ex- perfect quote from Antonio Bryant. Inappropriate, especially in light of all the other things that we knew about Antonio Bryant and Dak Prescott. Why do you know about cocaine? But I'm just talking about. Moving on to Cooper Rush, I mean, well, he has, get, get to that, get to that part. Get, he get does to that have part. that that low demeanor, though. Oh. But 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 he is he 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 is laid back, and that's something that the Cowboys like about him, respect him. But Mike McCarthy talked about he's the perfect complement to Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott's up here, he's the leader, he's this, 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 and 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 he fits in with that quarterback room. When you drive to Austin, do you go to L.A. first? I mean, you went around the whole I, I world. To get, I, wanted to get, I wanted to get my Antonio Brown quote in there. And, and you threw Dak's name in there twice, and Dak's not even a part of this. You threw, I, I, I wanted to get my Dak's Antonio. Let me just tell you. Let me just tell you exactly what happened here. I wanted to get my Antonio so Brown. He quote says in. that he explained this in the locker room. CD laughed. A few other reporters laughed, and so that that was in Chill's mind that I got to tell this on the podcast. That's what happened. No, right it there, do with it. And how many times does doesn't your matter phone where it has to be. Have to go off in one day. Like, didn't this happen today to McCarthy? Yes. First it of all, did. those those this are this is second of all. Those are notifications. It wasn't like Brad Sham where you know, I was playing oh, McCarthy's press conference back. Blame somebody else. I'm just saying. I'm just, it wasn't like it was wasn't like Brad Sham was playing McCarthy's well, press conference. You don't conference have a back. picture on the wall over here, okay? So Brad can do that. Love Brad. We love Brad. Yeah, we do. Did you just do a what about ism? Yes. What about Brad? Yes. Really? No, I did not <laughs> exactly do a what about Brad. What about Chicago? We do that. What about, yeah. So she just did that. What about? But, hey, listen. Jack they, Sham ain't got nothing they, to do with this. They, they, they believe they're supposed to say it. They have to say it. They believe that they can win with Cooper Rush. And, and my issue is, based on what we saw last week, you know, when Cooper Rush won last year, you know, that offense was hitting on all cylinders. He had all three wide receivers. And that running game was going. You know, you had everything at your disposal. Can Dak Prescott couldn't uplift these receivers last week. Is Cooper Rush going to be able to uplift this receiving core this week and going forward? This, to me, is where Kellen Moore has to earn his money. Okay. You don't have the pieces you had last year. You have to devise a, a a whole new game plan. So if you're going to be the offensive coordinator, you've got to look up here and say, okay, what are the pieces I have? How do I put together a game plan and go do it? Date myself here, but Rob Ryan, yes. Rob Ryan took a Cowboy defense. It had Brady Papinga, and it was that game up in D.C., uh, RG3's rookie year, and – they did enough defensively that could have won that game, and had they won that game, they'd have won the East. It's what he had to work with, and he found a way to say, okay, guys, this is who we have, threw it out there, and they they did enough. He's going to have to go out with the pieces he has and figure out a game plan to go beat Cincinnati. That's the job that all coordinators have to figure out. What do I have? Now, so if they win, if they, they lose like 28 to 24, you'll say that? Like, are you going to say like, 
man, he did enough to win, right? 28 24. Quarterback? No, I'm saying offense. Yeah, the quarterback of the offense coordinator. No, I'm saying if the Cowboys go out and lose 28 to 24, are you going to be like, well, that's on that's on Dan Quinn because Kellen Moore did enough. No, 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 no. Well, no. you just said Rob okay, Ryan okay. did enough on no. defense, but he didn't. They they didn't they didn't give they didn't do enough. They lost. They didn't How'd do they enough. How did they lose that game? Remember I, the ending? Romo threw a pick. How many people were how many people were surrounding that receiver he threw to? Like, yeah, but two, three? but but I'm saying is is the defense didn't do enough. You you said they did enough, but they didn't. They didn't. I thought Dan Quinn's defense did enough last week. Okay. They, they did enough to win. To me, in my okay. mind. That's, and that's my point. That's my point. What's your cutoff on that? Because if they go out and score 24 points, that's going to be enough. But, I mean, it doesn't mean that they'll win the game. The, all I'm saying is is that, to me, they, they kind of go hand in hand. And if they do enough, you don't He do meant enough. theoretically. Uh, right. I know. I was asking what his theory was. I think he can talk for himself. Like, <laughs> you know, he does this so, for a living. When I, so, what am I looking for? from? Uh, yeah. Run the ball, number one. We were there talking to Ezekiel Elliott yesterday. Run the football. Ten carries for Ezekiel Elliott. If that happens in the football, that's not enough. Um, Try to control the clock. Win the time of possession. Um, That offense is pretty good. How do you help your offense out? Run the football. Run the clock. Try to help them. Um, The problem with that, though, is when you run that and you get, let's say, four yards on first down, and then you go to run it again on the second down, and you get a holding call, you're not running it again after that because now you got to throw because you're behind the chains. Well, and that's the problem with this whole theory. We're just going to run it. The Cowboys have not proven that they can get out of their own way offensively, especially with with the penalties. It, I mean, the the beautiful thing about last week is the defense had no penalties. Correct. They had ten on offense. A number of holding, a number of false starts, things that we had they had problems with last year, and 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 that's the whole problem with. The idea, the theory that we can run, lean on the running game. The running game, without any big plays, you're asking to sustain drives all the way down the field, that, that's that's being naive. You know, yes, we love the four- and five-yard runs by Zeke. I need some 20-yard runs. I need some, I need some big plays. You got to mix some big and, – and, and you have to convert on third downs. That's what he's talking about. And this is a part of it. And so you yep. need that passing game. Do that in what – so, yeah, you run the ball. You, and, and one reason why Zeke only got 10 carries is the fact that they didn't sustain drives. They were horrible on third down. Yes, they would have run the ball more last week if they could sustain drives. It wasn't like we don't give Zeke 10 carries. They couldn't sustain drives. Then they got behind. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Uh, early in the game, Steele had four penalties. But his first one, it's like what John just said, it was a seven-yard run by Zeke. And then after that, it was a, fi- a f- uh, false start penalty. So now it's really just a, you know, two-yard run by Zeke. And then, you know, they have to and, – and then then you're behind the chains. And so, therefore, when you run seven yards on first down, you should be able to keep running and running. But now it's second and seven because of because of penalties. So you guys said it best. I mean, penalties I, I killed them. So you can't just say five yards to carry and, and they can go down. Cause right. When you look at table 52, already got five yards to carry. They should have ran it more. Well, when it's first and 20, you're not, you're not going to – it's not going to work. And, and it, it, I maybe could understand false starts on the road. You should not be false starting at home. Yeah. So is that a coach thing or a player thing? Well, it's definitely a player thing. We don't see Zach Martin false starting. You know, you just, you just, it's definitely a player thing. But it just like, you know, he gave us a great tutorial the other day, you know, because I asked him about, you know, him having like six holding penalties, you know, having more pro balls holding penalties. And, we, you know, we go back to Connor Williams, we go back to whoever this year, you know, they get these holding penalties. Like, 
you got to understand when to let go. You know, if the bow's coming, it's, you know, it's just a some. Yes, it's a player thing, but it's also a coaching thing. Well, how does Zach know not to get these holding pins, not to get caught in those situations? You know, because sometimes it's about the ball bouncing back and the guy going back the other way. You get caught in a bad situation. Let the guy go. Those are coaching techniques. It's not just about a player getting beat. This also wasn't something that, that we spoke about heavily when Jason was here. Not not to this extent. They, they never led the league in penalties. And so here you are with Coach McCarthy telling us all through training camp, it's a point of emphasis. Working on it. You know, game one, you got ten penalties right out the gate, and then you see T- Terrence Steele with a hat, with a with a you know hat trick on, on one drive. Yeah, and if it was all you know, if it was a lot on defense, it'd be one thing to lead the league in penalties, and you're leading the league in interceptions, and also high up there in sacks. Like that kind of makes more sense to be aggressive, aggressive, and sometimes you take the good with the bad. But like you guys are saying, just defense, no penalties. Offense was the one that was a problem, and the offense wasn't countering that with 40 points. No. So, so yeah, that, that, that's a problem. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with, with the defense getting a lot of penalties if they're getting a lot of interceptions and sacks, but, you know. But, yeah, it's cool. I mean, listen, the offensive line led the league in penalties last year. This offensive line. You know, Connor Williams is gone, but it was the offensive line that had the bucket of penalties again last week. And, and, and again, like I said, false starting at home. So I kind of believe, though, that them not playing the starters at all in the preseason, I, I do believe that contributed to some rust in that first game. I'm certainly not saying they were going to beat the Buccaneers, but I do think it contributed a little bit. So I, I do think they will be a little bit better in Week 2 than they were in Week 1. I don't think they're as bad as they looked in Week 1. Of course, losing your starting quarterback factors into that. But I do think that there's something to not getting reps together in actual game situations. I just don't think what you did in a practice setting against the Chargers and the Broncos is going to be the same as getting actual preseason reps. And I know Patrick Mahomes is amazing, but I just see he's playing in the preseason. I see the way he plays Week 1. There's other teams that played like that. Cowboys obviously didn't do that. I just think that there's got to be some correlation between that and them looking as sloppy as they did on offense. And the fifth youngest team in the National Football League. Young guys need to play. So let's hit our first break here. Let's come back and talk about the Cowboys' defense going up against Joe Burrow and the Bengals' offense without a key member in the secondary. That's John Machota. That's Nick Eatman. It's Clarence Hill. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. 
where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's on something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, back, back to Media Mash. Media Mash, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. John Machota, The Athletic, Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, Clarence Hill, The Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Joe Burrow and the Bengals coming to town. Bengals lost their home opener. They were a turnover machine. Five turnovers, almost won the game against the Steelers, but their uh, backup Snapper could not make the operation work, so they ended up missing uh, an extra point. They could have won the game in regulation, then they lost it in overtime. All right, Clarence Hill. Now the Cowboys, who performed well with 19 points he gave up to the Buccaneers, get another um, high-powered offense coming in here, another quarterback who has started a Super Bowl. J. Ron Curse is out for this game. How do they make up for that loss, sir? McQuamo and, and, and Bell. Marquise Bell and McQuamo. You know, I think that Bell is more of the guy that that does the close to the line of scrimmage stuff. He's a better tackler. He's more of the linebacker type. And McQuamo is the guy that does the coverage stuff, you know, because of his size. Former cornerback, I think he's got it. You used to to cover the tight ends. I think that they're okay. You know, they, they do a better job. They got a better situation of with that defense and everything they do. They have a strong safety group that can make up uh, for the loss of J. Ron Curse. And, and let's be honest, this is where Malik Hooker has to step up. You know, all offseason, I would put him, if he's not at number one, he's at number two or three of the guys that Jerry Jones talked the most about in the offseason, about how he was expecting big things from. Um, I, don't say it, funny. don't say it. No, I'm just going to say, no, I don't think this is what you're talking about, but at, that, at the blue carpet event, you know, oh. when they were, throughout the event, they would, you know, announce players from different groups. I mean, <laughs> Jerry clapped for most players, but I mean... When he, when the two players that stood out to me that he was just going nuts about when they when they said their name were Malik Hooker and Damone Clark. Like he just was so excited about. And you know why he was excited about Malik? I like that hooker. As you're saying, John. It's a Jerry yeah, quote. Sorry. That's a Jerry so, quote. But I think that hey, this is a guy that you know Jerry mentions this a lot. It doesn't they, always mean it needs to be repeated. They, oh, well, you got to repeat Jerry they, quotes. I'm they sorry. liked him a lot coming out of the draft, coming out of Ohio State. He was a first round pick. He, you know, battled injuries and things like that. And so Jerry really feels like he hasn't reached the potential of what he showed coming out of Ohio State. And so he's hoping that, hey, this this could be a guy. Well, here's your chance now. J. Ron Curse is out. Someone's got to step up. And, hey, 
a couple years ago, this is a major problem, but this is the best the safety group has looked in a long time in terms of their depth. So I think they can handle it uh, better than uh, in previous years, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, I know the defenses are always different with different coordinators, but I can't remember that many depth charts that actually had three safeties in the starting lineup. I don't even know if they had three safeties that were good on the whole team. But, you know, they put three in their own starting lineup just because that's how much Donovan Wilson plays. So I wonder that, though. You know, Clarence answered the question with two players that were both inactive last week, Bell and Mokwamu. So it's going to be interesting to see, does two players replace one? And if so, where do they go short in other areas of, of being inactive? Um, you know, everybody wants to see Tolbert this week. I don't know if they can even get him active for the game. So I, I'm just curious on how that's going to go. If those two guys are both active, then then they're going to have to go small, short at another area. Did McCarthy declare who's going to wear the green dot yet? Or is that a state secret? I think it's. I mean, Leighton did some of it last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, it's several guys who have the green dot. Yeah, when Jaron went off, um, Bucky immediately switched helmets with Malik Hooker. So that's why I thought maybe Hooker had it in, in his helmet. I mean, it was like instantaneously, like, right. hey, this is what we're doing. So I don't know. It's, I think that he's got to be in it, it. He says several guys did it. But I, I think, unlike, this is not a defense, unlike those Rob Ryan defenses, there's not a lot of confusion about what they're doing, okay? <laughs> yes. You got a thick playbook. <laughs> you know, it's not Church a lot of, talking, yeah, thick playbook. <laughs> not, not a lot of confusion. But, I mean, again, it's the defense. This is what you feel good about. I mean, you know, and, and the Bengals offense, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. I'm sure everybody's excited about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I'm worried about Joe Mixon running and doing some of the things that – that you know the Tampa did with that running game against this Cowboys defense, and they said it was more outside runs than inside runs, but you still gonna have to stop them, and and Trayvon Diggs is gonna have to tackle. And I'm not saying that I think that it was kind of an outlier, kind of a surprise that the Bengals went to the Super. I do not think that they were one of the best teams in the NFL. I think they got hot at the right time, but I do think that they are a formidable opponent. And when those teams have come into AT&T Stadium lately, they have gotten the best of the Cowboys and. If you're, if you're a Cowboys fan, you have to hate that they lost that opener because they're not going to play like that again. You're going to get you're going to see a better Bengals offense than you did in that game. Cincinnati's a seven and a half point favorite. They they, they were a two and a half point underdog before Dak got hurt. Before the season, the Cowboys yeah, favored by two and a half points. Before the season, because even with Dak, yeah. after the way they played in that opener, yeah. no way would before they the been season they were two and a half point underdogs. After that game, after Dak's injury. It's a seven and a half point. Yesterday's point. price is not today's price. Of seven and a half. Right. And 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 you and, and and you look at Cincinnati and let's be honest. This is they would have become the first team in the league to have five turnovers and in and win the game. I I think that's a stat. Because they should have beat Pittsburgh. Sure. You know, the missed extra point, a blocked extra point, missed twenty nine yard field goal in overtime. Yes. That yes. game is over. You know, after seven sacks. In, in four interceptions and a fumble from the quarterback, you know, after they got decimated and and that defense was strong enough, they, they seventeen of Pittsburgh's twenty three points came after turnovers. That defense did a pretty good job outside of you know the, the sudden change and putting in bad situations against that Pittsburgh offense. So okay. I mean, this you can't say they're going to do five turnovers every week. If they cut down on turnovers, it's going to be tough for as well as the Cowboys defense is going to play. They're not going to, you know, slow but down like I'll that. Say, I'll say this. I think the Cowboys defense, though, can be just as good, if not better, than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's defense on the road, Cowboys defense at home. Cow, you know, you, you're, you're expecting the Cowboys to be hungry again on defense. They got the player of the year and J.J. Watt. I mean, T.J. Watt before he got hurt. 
I think Micah Parsons is going to be a candidate for that as well. They got Fitzpatrick. They have Diggs. I mean, I think that's a comparable defense. It is. I'm so, saying, but that doesn't mean, but that doesn't mean you're going to get five turnovers. No, no. So it, it was the turnovers that, that make not. the difference. But I think I think it's to John's point. The Bengals, as 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 good as they play, great as they played at the end of last season. I mean, this is a ten and seven football team that got hot. I don't think they've they figured it out completely. They can be beaten. They can be vulnerable, especially on that offensive line. So I think the Cowboys defense can. I'm, I'm pushing back on the defense because I'm truly worried about Curse. They spent so much time in this offseason training camp telling you how important of a player yeah. he is, having him play three spots. Hey, we have him as a safety, move him now, play linebacker, plays nickel. Now we're talking about two guys who didn't even play last week to come out here and try and go up against a really, really good receiving core. And oh, by the way, Hayden Hurst is is just as good a as talented a tight end as Dalton Schultz is. So you you lose him out there. Um, it, I think this is a really tough matchup for this. Yeah, I don't think I think Mukwamo sh- should replace um, Donovan Wilson, and I think Donovan Wilson is a guy that can slide up. I think you've seen him play closer to the line of scrimmage. I think the football tends to find him. It does, and sure. I think I, and now he's not cursed. I mean, going up there and, and, and tackling those running backs, you know, I don't know if that's he's going to make a living doing that. But I think he could play closer to the line of scrimmage, and I do like Mukwamo. As a is a you know rangy safety in the back end. All right, that's something I'm I'm definitely. Just or could be Bell. Yeah, no, be all of that. But I think that you know we haven't even talked about it. You bring up this. Let's talk about the front. I mean, it's it's where the Cowboys are going to eat is that offensive line. And you know, I was talking to Leo Collins today. Um, not Leo Collins. When I was talking to Michael Parsons today about Leo Collins. Hey, wow. I was talking to Michael about Michael, Michael Parsons about Leo Collins. You know. He said he's different than T.J. I said, I'm, I'm not going to – T.J. White, I'm, I'm a, you know, T.J. White is not as fast. He was more of a speed rusher, and he, and he does different things than T.J. White, so he's not going to be copying what T.J. White did. But he said the left tackle is worse than Leo Collins. Did he say that on the record? Did he really that? want you to be He said that? that? Like, um, <laughs> okay. No, I'm just uh, – that's I mean, fine. we were talking. I just, we, we were just talking, but he said okay. the left tackle was worse than – you know, and, and everybody kicks Leo <laughs> Collins by because he's here. Leo Collins is not bad. <laughs> You know, T.J. Watt does that to everybody. Sure, That's the thing sure that, he's happy you said that. Hashtag journalism. <laughs> I'm sure he's happy. What are you happy. talking about? No, I'm just saying I'm sure he's really happy he that he said the record. that. I mean, I don't okay. know what we're doing here. But What's anyway, the bottom line is. It's an exclusive uh, exclusive. Right? It's, 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 the bottom line is everybody kicks Leo Collins, but Leo Collins is probably still the best tackle on that team. A, uh, a popular question, I guess, for Joe Burrow this week has been, and this happens a lot, and I just think it's ridiculous because there's so many nice stadiums in the league. But what about this is going to be your first game at AT&T Stadium, first game at AT&T Stadium? He's like, no, I've played there already. And I don't know if you were there, but it was that LSU-Miami game. Do you remember mm, that? Yeah. Hey, so I went back and looked it up because I went to the game with, like, yeah. Hellman and some other people. Yeah. Hey, that's his first start at LSU, 11 for 24, 140 yards. They did win 33 to 17. But his receivers are, are – there was uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase – uh, he had Clyde Edwards-Alaire, like 140 yards. I don't know. That just seems like I don't. Even, I remember the game, and I, I don't remember him at all. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either because that was that first year he was there. He did not play like he did that second this the, the second year, and then obviously when they carried. changed coordinators. They changed oh, coordinators. there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was okay. that was that the Cowboys? Uh, no, no, that was after. that was that's, no okay. Scott came after. You're right. That's you're when, right. That's when that was when the ship be sinking. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. You He'll have saying. more than 124 this week. 140. Yeah. 140. He'll, 140. Have, he'll have more than 140. You know, it was his first he'll, start he'll, he'll, he'll at least hey. double that. You know what, what needs to happen. I mean, Tank, Micah, all that's good. But but 
all we've heard for you know since April was well, I mean, Dorrance Armstrong's stats were about the same as Randy Gregory's. He he needs to step up. Too. Oh, and, and not just Dorrance. I mean, you I mean, need to get more out of Sam Williams, Dante Fowler, yeah. like all those guys. When I looked at the stat sheet after that game, I was just like, I was expecting a lot, a lot more. But then again, and think- Sam Williams play end. I mean, can, can we not play him at tackle, like like on the inside at tackle? Because I don't know if y'all saw the play that he just kind of got double teamed back, like. 17 yards like <laughs> like did. he's an edge I mean he's an edge guy you know yeah. like now I versatility is great if the guy can do it but you know some guys can slide inside like Golston who, who was playing in at that time he's playing tackle though. I don't know probably but, Micah probably had to be Micah see the, yeah. the thing about okay, it is well, they're, they're using Micah to do the edge it was probably on a passing down yeah yeah no and, I was down there by the goal line actually and it may, it may have been passing down I don't know but I'm just saying Lawrence Armstrong was was sold to hey he can he, he can be this a lot guy. of things were sold around here sir I know I, yeah. I, I know. I'm a lot of hope too. was sold. No, but to your here. point, yeah, I was expecting a little bit more out of out of the edge rush. I mean, obviously Micah showed and, up, and, and and Demarcus Lawrence had some nice plays as well too. You know, but. and and we sit there and we 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 watch practice at Oxnard over and over and over, and you see another great play, another great play, and and, and you don't know is it is is well, let's go and ball? Are they terrible? And and that's why Dorrance looks like a Pro Bowler or. Yeah. Or what? You yeah. Know? And <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And Brady deserves some credit too. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, he's not gonna, things yeah. like that. Yeah, this is different. I mean, this is this is night and day. I, well, not night and day. This is you know, afternoon and, and night difference. Yeah. I'm, I'm, they, it's hard to to judge what we saw in training camp and project because I'm sorry, the offense was not good in training camp. No. You know, if you watch them, there were there were not a lot of touchdowns scored in training camp. You know, first team, second, whatever. It was not the you know, everybody's was because the defense was so great. Well, jury's still out. I mean, I mean on all of it, I mean, all, all of it. But the but the <laughs> offense, it just wasn't. I mean, if you watch, if you watch practice, every you know, you being no, I'm not being negative. We did not see great offense, even with the starters. CD, and we did see. I Micah mean, and I remember last year, CD was amazing in training camp last year. Yeah, he did not jump off the page for us this year in training camp. Let's be honest about that. Yeah, I mean, not like he did last year. And you know who his quarterback was last year? Garrett Gilbert. The entire camp, right? But he, I mean, he was was making plays left and right. So we did not see that. And I mean, there was, you know, this there was something, you know. So yeah, you can say they didn't play in the preseason game, but they weren't good in practice. Yeah, that's that's fair. Okay, media mash members, let's get our next break in here. Speaking of C.D. Lamb, let's talk about him. Does Jalen Tolbert get to dress this weekend? Let's dive into that right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Little Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? 
If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Here we are, Media Mash, our last one of the week. We do the show on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays right here on DallasCowboys.com radio at 3 o'clock Central Time. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, and John Machota of The Athletic. These three men have the phones working and going. They never stop talking, never stop thinking about the Cowboys as they get ready Hmm. for a critical game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Cowboys are 0-1, Bengals are 0-1. Nobody wants to fall to 0-2. C.D. Lamb did not have a good game. The last 100-yard game C.D. had, Cooper Rush was the quarterback. It was Halloween night when they beat uh, Minnesota on Thanksgiving night uh, on NBC Sunday night football here. So how does C.D. get himself right? And will Jalen Tolbert, the rookie, actually get to dress and play this week? Start with you, John. Yeah, I asked Mike McCarthy about Jalen Tolbert today, and I didn't get the impression that he was gonna anything was gonna change this week. You know, he said he's headed in the right direction. I didn't get the the sense that he, he crushing it. Yeah, he said he's crushing it in practice, but he didn't make it sound like mm. anything's gonna be any different. And he pointed to a, a hamstring injury, and so the only other the only time I can think of when he was dealing with any type of injury was at like the start of minicamp. Remember when yeah. James Washington had the walking yeah. boot on and and Tor, uh, Tolbert was right? In, it was a minicamp. Yeah. So, I mean, he's basically Mike McCarthy saying that that's kind of set him back back then. I think what I took from that was that, you know, he came in, they tried to give him a lot of different spots at wide receiver like CD. But by doing that and then the hamstring injury, the other guys passed him on the special teams periods. And so he's never played special teams in, in college. And that set him back. Those guys are better than him at special teams. That's what I took from that. Maybe sure. I know that what they're not saying is that. He was brought here to be an instant impact player as an offensive receiver. Mm-hmm. And you lose James Washington. You know, they – it wasn't his primary role, at least what they sold us from the beginning. Now, he talked about excitement about him. They thought he was a guy that could contribute immediately as an offensive player, yeah. not a special teamer. The fact that he is not the offensive player and then he doesn't do special teams, that's what has him back. Yeah, they, they thought he'd be better than Noah Brown. 
they, they just assumed he would be better than Noah. Yes. Start, and he's not. Yes. So say that. Yes, that's I'm just saying. That's why he's not starting and why he's not playing is because he's not better than special teams. Right, and they're not even better than Dennis Houston on special teams. But, yeah, they, you know, so – you know, it's right. it, it's still a disappointment. No doubt. You know, and to say oh, that yeah. we, we gave him too much because y'all thought a lot of him. That's how much you thought of him and thought his ability to come in and have an impact because you wanted to play him all those different positions because you thought he could play and contribute immediately yeah. as a third-round pick. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a disappointment. You No, no matter what, and certainly you can be patient as week one. He's a rookie, and we can say all those other things. But right now, it's a disappointment. And then last week on the radio, Stephen Jones – said that Jalen Tolbert, Semi Fajoko, and Dennis Houston are kind of in a spot right now where, one, they're going to play depending on what the matchup is. And to your point, Clarence, they obviously took him in the third round thinking that it's not going to matter what the matchup is. This is right. a guy that's going to be out there regardless right. as right. much the, as possible. Yeah. The fact that you're, you're, you're what and what with, with, with Dennis Houston and, 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 and Simi, I mean, that's a that's a disappointment. And, and that just goes to the bigger picture. You know, I talked to Michael Irvin the other day, and, and – he basically said the Cowboys number one made a mistake in not in, in getting rid of in, in getting rid of um, Amari Cooper, but they also did not do enough to replace, replace the, the product receivers. The well, and here's the thing too. Let's let's not act like every third round pick because Michael Gallup had success. Every right. third round pick, teams all teams deal with this. But to your point. That's why you have to prepare right. yourself in the offseason that, hey, this might not be another Michael Gallup I mean, right away. He could, might be eventually, but okay. right away he might not let's, be. Let's move forward. Um, I think that, that Jalen Tolbert made just you know about the same amount of plays last week as as Fajoko and, and Houston. So, I mean, is special teams that much of a of – a, no. I mean, like, I'm playing them now. Like, See, those my, guys aren't doing anything and, that I can't and, get and, out of Tolbert. And, it's, and it's, to me, that's what frustrates me with this. We like our guys. We like our guys. We like our guys. Julio Jones was available. I agree. Well, there's still some guys available. I'm, I'm just talking about, that, you know, in free agency. I mean, yeah. you can say, you know, and, and the thing that frustrates me is that he would we, be a progress stopper, though, to Jalen Tolbert. We knew, but Houston isn't. But but you need three. <laughs> but, but 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 yeah, I know. But we, everybody knew that that uh, Gallup was going to miss the first two three games of the season. You know, and I you know I just hate when they keep oh Gallup's getting he's not playing. You know, and even when he does play, he won't be Michael Gallup. And you need to get off to a good start. You know, you you lost those guys. Help your guys out. Improve this team. And there were guys you could have come, you could have brought in here who could have helped them immediately. You need help. But if you're drafting and developing, you don't want to go and bring one of those. Well, see, again, that's, my, that's my problem with the, that's my problem it's with the draft and develop. Season. Well, it's also it's it's a long season, but it's all a long process. If that draft develop develop might not be for a couple of years. Yep. You know, the urgency is right now for Mike McCarthy. The urgency is right now for Dak Prescott. The urgency is right now for this football team to win. Yeah, Nick, I, I think that um, I think that they they tried to balance the the Gallup injury with the signing of James Washington. But I agree, when Washington got hurt early, very early in camp, they should have pivoted there. You know, I agree, but I, but with all due respect, Washington was signed to a, a make good contract. I right, mean, they, I, they didn't invest much in Washington. You know, he's not. Uh, what's the receiver? I can't even think. They went from Cleveland to New Orleans. Who's Jarvis Landry? Jarvis Landry. He's not. No, you know, he's not. He, he's not Julio Jones. He's a veteran that, but he's a guy that could help when yeah. Gallup comes back. But but when they lost both of them right away. And yeah, I think they should have. I don't know if it's Julio Jones was the answer, but there's still somebody. But at that time, Dennis Houston was probably impressing them 
And so they were like, See. let's not stop progress. I said this. I said this on the on a different show this week. I mean, I think that the biggest problem they've got is that they have a bunch of number five receivers. Right. They just got I heard guys. You say that. And it's, it's like it's, a pitching rotation. Yeah. It's like a right. It's You're like a bad fours. Pitch. Huh? It, it, no. I think they're fours. No. I don't. Dude, I think is, all of the them, Texas Rangers, man. I think all of them are hurting. guys that are special teams players that if you have to play them at the game, you play them. And I say I, I think that's Noah Brown. He's a good five. But Noah Brown, Simi, and Houston are fives. And I think from what I've seen right now, they just only have a couple of twos. The frustrating part is that this has been done before and failed. Yes. Recently. Yeah, four what years. like it hey, like back ten years ago. Four when, years ago. When, when when Parcells was here, you just saw this happen. Right. You saw this. And this is how Amari Cooper got here. And you had to you know trade a first round pick and then give him a hundred million dollars. I mean, you did this to yourself and you've repeated it. And 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 the damning thing again is what Stephen Jones said on the radio to uh, Monday or Tuesday. Monday. CeeDee Lamb has to work himself into being a number one receiver. How did you not know? Why does that not a what why was that how is that not a given based on the decisions you made in the offseason? Know. You know, we can talk about the backup guys, but you know, one thing that should have been a given was CeeDee Lamb being your number one guy, being that type of guy. The fact that you're saying now that he has to work himself and Mike McCarthy says this is the new world he's living in and he has to learn how to do this, you guys should have known. And you, you talk about the preseason. Maybe you needed a CeeDee Lamb to, to, to go against this type of coverage and defense in the preseason to get used to this. But how do you not know? It's a problem. Yeah, I don't think he's going to look as bad on Sunday. I really don't. I, I do think CD is a legitimate number one wide receiver. I think he had a bad first game, but I don't think I don't think that that first game is who CD Lamb is. I do think that he is. If he doesn't beat Eli Apple and, and Cheeto Ouzier, then then yeah, that's going to be problems. I but mean, it's like, not it's not just Eli, but he's going to get coverage. He's going to get yeah. attention. It won't be just those two. They're yeah. going to give him attention, and he's going to have to make those contested catches in the middle. I mean, to be a number one to get that that. Number one receiver money that's out there that's, that everybody's getting that, that, yeah. that I'm sure he's anticipating. He's going to have to make those tough catches over the middle. You know, and not the, just be wide open. He got he had 100 yards the last time was against the Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Cooper Rush's quarterback. Yeah, but if I remember correctly, about 40 of those yards was a pass by Cedric Wilson across the field. That was the one. Remember the guy was choking him on the sidelines. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think that pass came from Cedric Wilson. So I'm not even sure if Cooper Rush gave him 100. But, but, yards but it's also the, the entire offense hasn't been right since the Patriots game. So everything, and I understand that the Vikings game came after that. I guess you can say whatever because they won that game. But it's not like this is just a C.D. Lamb thing. The entire offense hasn't been right going back to middle of last season. Well, they had a couple of fifty burgers. Well, they're, yeah, they're, okay. The I meant like against good Philly teams, and Washington, like, NFC East teams. All right, but, but and that's what worries you is about. Is this a good team? That's what worries. Yeah, I think they're it's good. good. And that's they're what worries. Yeah. That's what worries about this offense. I mean, why do we think it's going to get better now? No, I agree. Before we get out of here. This is the last media match of the week. Prediction. Bengals, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Machota, where are you going? Yeah, Bengals, uh, 31, Cowboys, 17. Uh, I, I just If the Bengals would have won last week, I think the game would have been closer, but I just think they're going to be looking for blood. and I just They're the better team, and, and until the Cowboys play better at home against good teams, I, I don't see how you can pick the Cowboys. Nick? I agree. I, I, I'll pick the score tomorrow, and I'll, you know, I'm still kind of – Working around that, but it's probably similar to that. I, I, I maybe eight to ten points, but I just don't see the Cowboys 
doing enough uh, in this game. And I agree. I, and it's both these teams. These are the only two teams in the league that are zero and one. That are the whole the rest of their own division one. There's only two in the league that are the sole possession of last place, and so it's it's a hungry game for both. I just don't like the Cowboys' chances. Bengals twenty four to ten. How they score that touchdown? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I, Diggs, Turpin. Okay. No, no pick six. Defense. I, scoop and score. Osa do Osa Diggy Zua scoop and score. Okay. All right. What about you? Um, I don't have a score yet, but I am taking the Cowboys to Ooh, positive pet. cover. Oh, cover. Hold on. What? He's take, not finished. What? Cover. Take, taking the Cowboys to lose big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where is this going here? Positive yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat. Kool Aid drinking. That's how other shit Hey, what's big? Like more, more than 10? Yes. 20? Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm um, I think it could get that bad. Okay. I, I, I'm very concerned about J. Ron Curse not being there and you're putting in two guys who have not played. And, you know, if you want to go ahead and, and try and double up on Curse, I mean, Hayden's going to get free. I mean, I, I actually think Hayden Hurst could have a good game. I'm concerned about the tight end. I, I, this is just a bad matchup. And I thought this was a bad matchup. When the season, when the schedule came out, like, you know, this, this is, this is going to be bad. And we could talk about, you know, um, Tank and, and the defense getting here. They didn't stop the run last week. And Cincinnati, they had 133 yards on Pittsburgh. Cowboys have yet to show us they can stop the run. We talk about that blueprint. Hey, run on the Cowboys. That, that's what people have been doing. I expect them to do the same thing here. It, Joe Mixon coming it, back and run. It's a bend but don't break defense. It was in that game against Tampa. And I wonder if, if you know, because Tom Brady's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He did make the one, but he's not going to make a lot. But bend but don't break against a, 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 an offense like this, like – I think it could work if you don't give up the big plays, but I think that they're going to yeah, have more big plays than yeah, Tampa. Yeah, they're way more explosive than Tampa. Yeah. Jamar Chase is, is uncoverable. Th- this is tough when you don't have a guy like Curse and you're ch- and you're asking you're asking two guys who you didn't even give a shirt to. I wouldn't week. ask it to them. I would ask Jabril Cox to do this. Honestly, Jabril I w- Cox. Yeah, he played last week. No. Okay, so so now we go more dudes who ain't been playing. Well, I mean, come get you some bingles. Come on, get some. Hey, we got to go. We got to go. Nick, Nick, I appreciate it. We saved for the break. We got to go. Anthony Barr, get up. We got to go. Make plays. John Machota, Nick Eatman, Clarence Hill. Hope, hope, hope. <laughs> this has been the Media Bash. I'm Louis Scruggs on DallasCowboys.com radio. Go to church. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!